Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassie, the Sports Talk It is 9.02 on a Tuesday morning We are live, it's... July 19th. Uh, got some March Kadir out of L.A. on the line with me. Ken and Alex, uh, they are not in today. They are not in today. Welcome to the show again, as always, Samaj. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So you you was, uh, you was just got finished with school and everything. I heard you did well as far, yeah. as, as, far as your grades are concerned. So far, so good. I got one more... Uh well, a couple more weeks for my uh, online speech class, and then I'll be completely done for the summer. Oh, you know, so, yeah, I did did very well. I'm proud of myself. You know, we were talking bad about you. Well, at least I was. Oh, really? You I bet you was. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go back and listen to the show. Uh, and not say nothing out the way. Well, you say you, out the way. No, you say you did a commercial at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, uh, who it does? was finished at three. <laughs> and nobody, you was taking pictures at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know if you were doing a commercial at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> No, I did. The commercial actually started uh, about ten thirty at night, ten thirty p.m. What, what, it, was a, it was a night shoot. It was a night shoot, basically for uh, vampires. No, <laughs> Experian uh, identity theft, and it was like a night scene. So it's, it turned out pretty well. You, you in Hollywood? Yet. You in L.A.? You, you? They can master those. That's what the green screens for. Nah, this is something else. I know no. it is. I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make it into something else. No, seriously, it was actually fun. I like how it looks so far. So can't quite show it just yet. Well, but. Why not? You got the uh, you got some footage of it already. Yeah. I th- you know, actually, I thought I emailed you. No, you didn't. Check your email. Check your email, because I did email it to you. You, you must have just emailed it as we talking, because I don't have it. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm going to email you, but you can't put it up or anything. You can't show it. Cause we'll see about that. That's that's yet. like me making an album, and, and some of my songs been re-released ahead of time, so I don't know. We'll see. No, you can't You can't show it, but it's, it's nice. I'm proud of myself. Alright. Oh, you <laughs> I look kind of good on it. <laughs> hey, don't bust your arm patting yourself on the back now. I don't, I don't want you to put yourself in a sling. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to talk. Come on now. You I, always uh, boosting yourself up. I'm different, though. Mr. That's, that's greatest me. in everything. Well... Mm, you you could be right. Hey, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk a little bit of sport. Now, what you think about these NBA players going overseas? In your I opinion, think, these I'm I talking about some superstars, BS. guys. I think it's some BS. Uh, I'm tired of hearing Kobe. This isn't the first time Kobe Bryant has talked about uh, going overseas playing, though. Well, um, he used to live so overseas. It, it could be embedded in his mind that he really wants to do it. 
you know, huh? you know, Kobe used to live overseas as a, as a younger. I think his dad played overseas or something like that. Right. If I'm not was mistaken. he born over there? I, I really need to do a little more research on Kobe. But was he born overseas as well? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Kobe speak about two or three languages outside of English. So, uh, okay. yeah, I agree with you, though. You got guys like Kobe Bryant or... Uh, or maybe it's just the overseas, the Turkish leagues and stuff like that, pursuing these guys to make their league what it is. And guys are actually going. Guys actually go, when they stop kids from going straight from high school to the league, they were going from high school to overseas, uh, playing one year and then coming back, which I thought was some BS. Um, but in time, you can let a guy from high school go to play Major League Baseball. He can go play Major League Basketball if he's if he's capable of doing so. But you got these overseas leagues attacking these guys, or, or not attacking, but pursuing these guys to play. Darren Williams signed a five-year, uh, one-year deal, or a one-season deal for $5 million. Now, my, my opinion on the superstars doing it is I don't think they should have to do it. I think a solid player that's in the NBA uh, may have a may make sense of him going overseas and making that money, and it could be a threat when you got these superstars in the NBA lockout right in front of them. It could right. be some type of bargaining and threat that you need to get it done, or you're gonna lose some superstars to another league, which is overseas, and guys don't mind going. And right. you, you know, AI was over there, but it, his his situation was different. He had played and within three years. He didn't play for three or four teams, so his situation was different. But you got these. I know you- Go ahead. No, I'm just saying you got these guys going overseas, and what, what is that going to do to the uh, NBA over here? Um, and and I know they got to sign contracts as far as getting hurt. Uh, their insurance got to be up to date, so they cover it in, in those situations. But these guys are under contract; they can't just up and go anyway, right? I mean, regardless if it's a lockout or not, they're still under contract. If I'm under lockout, there's no contract. This is a labor. Okay. This is a labor issue. Uh, you can't. Uh, what what it is about more money or how much to pay. Um, rookies, the rookie cap. I think NBA does a great job as far as what they pay their rookies coming out of college uh, and what it used to be coming out of high school. But this is more of guys making one hundred and seventeen, twenty million dollars and and five year deals and stuff like that. I think this is what they want to do. The, the owners want to manage this money um, or balance this money up, um, so every so it's a win win situation. And who's to say it's not right now? You know, the owners been making money for years, so. Um, no, it's Trying not. They need to make money. Right, and they're not under contract. The uh, contract is null and void once they uh, go into labor, go into a lockout. And the same right. thing, and the same thing is going on with football also, which is probably going to end in a minute or so. Right. Well, it could be a threat. I mean, maybe they, they just wanted them to hurry up and, and, and come to an agreement so they can just stop all this mess and, and get focused on practicing and, and all this other stuff. But usually, um, I remember... Players used to go overseas and play when they couldn't make it to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that used to be the um, that used to be the escape route when a lot of guys didn't have enough talent um, to play in the NBA or just got caught up in the numbers. I wouldn't say they didn't have mm-hmm. enough talent; they got caught up in the numbers because there's some guys that you have to be on the right team uh, to for your talents to uh, be shown to be seen. Uh, but they but they will escape to the uh, overseas, and you you're right, you're 100 percent right on that. That used to be the place to go when you wasn't in the NBA. Now you got these guys in the NBA talking about going anyway and playing. So, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see what's going on with that. It's another issue that's well, been. So well, Brian Shaw was a little bit upset because he didn't get the the head coaching job at the Lakers. Well, rightfully so, though he was. Um, Brian Shaw could have probably took the Cleveland Cavaliers job, 
Uh, mm. But he was he was in waiting for that, knowing Phil Jackson was leaving in one or two years, two years ago, that he was in waiting for that L.A. job. And it, right. And and rightfully so, he he should be upset. He, he, he loyalty to the team. He could have he could have went elsewhere. Um, I don't know what the decision was or how they made that decision of uh, uh, picking um was it Mike Brown? Brown, yeah. Picking Mike Brown. Now Mike Brown's a defensive guy, and and I think the Lakers needed some more defense um, instead of just playing. I mean, you can play on hard, you can play on determination, but when you're playing within schemes or defense and guys knowing where to be and picking up uh, men, exchanging men off picks and rolls, mm-hmm. um, it helps you out a whole lot because you do have scores. You got Kobe Bryant, uh, Lamar Odom coming off the bench last year, the best six man in the league. You got um, uh, was it um, who was it? Got Paul Gasol. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have some scores on that team. You got some guys who come off the bench, bench and who's efficient. Um, I don't know how long they're gonna have Fisher, but I think he should have been upset that he didn't get that job. All right. Well, they said they wanted uh, that the Lakers needed a change. I guess they wanted to change all the way around the board. You know, by uh, hiring Brown, I guess that was the change they needed. Um, yeah, yeah you know. right. I. I Browns, he's probably a good coach, but you know he he's like Phil Jackson. He had a superstar um, that he wasn't able to do a whole lot with. They had the, at one point the best record in the league and was out the playoff in the first round when he was in Cleveland with LeBron James. They never found any help for LeBron, so they was always in the same situation at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, now Phil Jackson always um, now he has a scheme offensively with the triangle offense, but he was always Jordan Pippen, Kobe mm-hmm. Shaq. He always had those superstars. Now you can have a bunch of superstars on one team, and and still not have a successful team. I remember uh, when I was playing uh, football, Washington stacked their team up with probably eight superstars, eight Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. uh, and we went out there and beat them in Washington. The Arizona Cardinals went out there and beat them in Washington. So if you got a bunch of stars on your team, you got they still have to play together. So mm-hmm. so you know with Kobe, with with Phil Jackson, there with Michael and um. Scotty, Kobe, and Shaq, you know, it's, it weighs heavily in seeing if uh, Mike Brown can get in there and do the same thing. And I think a, a whole lot of it was what Kobe, um, not Co- yeah, Kobe, for a while didn't talk to Mike Brown. Mike Brown reached out to him. He just didn't talk to him. I think they he still was. still haven't talked, I don't think. I think he was upset that the guy didn't get the job. Right, right. That's what I'm, when, when I was reading the, um, up on, uh, you know, Brian Shaw, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I was figuring. Because I don't think Kobe has talked to him yet. Has he talked to him? No, I haven't heard anything. To Mike Brown, yeah, he hasn't talked to Mike Brown yet. Yeah, I understand it. Well, they kind of, um, they kind of shook it off that you know Kobe because he was overseas. I think getting some, allegedly getting a knee surgery, and, but then you see him two weeks later. He was in a, he was dunking for the kids. He was jumping oh. out the gym. <laughs> but they got some, you know, overseas. They got some medicines that we can't use because of uh, FDA. It, it just is it safe? It's safe enough. It's safe enough. I don't know. I don't know what's safe or not. I know overseas you can get different type of medicines that you can't. Well, you probably can get it here, but it's going. Mexico. We, you can get it in Mexico as well. That's overseas most times. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can get some stuff um, overseas that is not allowed here because of the FDA. It hasn't been approved approved in the United States yet, which is. Crazy. They just haven't figured out how to make money off it yet, or how right. to how to how to put a price on it yet. Actually, right. so uh, now you are in L.A. Let me let me ask you this: How silly is uh, Mark Tyler, the running back for USC? Uh, 
That he's so dumb. I mean, he he has got to be the most stupidest athlete right now to me. As much as USC is going through with with um, the the scams of paying players, I cannot believe that he said what he said to TMZ. No one TMZ don't mean nobody any good I'm on see. any day, especially if you are in in the limelight. For him to go out there and and they ask him a question like. Do you think you got paid more playing for USC or in the pros? And he turns around and I quote, USC, they breaking bread. <laughs> I mean, that's insinuating that you getting paid to play for USC. Why would you go and do that? That's <laughs> stupid. They breaking bread. That's why he went to USC because they've been breaking bread. That's why they're under violation. But that is the dumbest thing. It's I don't, the I don't, dumbest move. Yeah, I'm a, and I'm going to check if that stupidest is a word that you use. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> That's one of the dumbest things. Uh, he he's in the top ten though. He's in the top ten as the one of the in your words stupidest players, <laughs> stupidest athletes ever. But it, why would you say that? TMZ. I think that TMZ blew up athletically when they stopped. Well, when they stopped following following athletes, uh, when Tiger Woods did his thing, and ever since then they've been following athletes for a long time. Uh, well, not a long time, but since the Tiger Woods situation. Mm-hmm. But why would you say that he was, first of all, he was drunk. You could tell it he was drunk. Matter. It don't matter. I know what I'm saying. First of all, he was drunk. He's in college. Um, so right there, he could be in some trouble. And then when he said it, one of his uh, teammates yanked him back. But by, right. that, by that time, it was too late. He didn't, they already on probation. They lost scholarships. They can't go to bowl games. And then he comes out and say, they're breaking bread. And, and what I've known right now is, he only getting a one game suspension, right? Well, but you he, got He's also suspended from all all the team activities as well. But he's an idiot. I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna see. We got Deborah Dubree uh, coming on next segment. We're gonna see if she can help a clown like Mark Tyler USC. <laughs> <laughs> it was the idiotic idiotic remarks he made. Um, but just just in general, what she has going on, what she's doing, where she specializes in. Uh, clear edge, uh, mental discipline for the athlete, elite athletes, and he's not that elite, so we don't know if he can help him. But <laughs> she's good at she's good at what she do. We'll be back in about two minutes. This Kwame Lai Sports Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame of Sports Talk. You on with myself and Samaj Kadir out in L.A. But I did, before we went to the last segment, after the last segment, I said Deborah uh, Debris is on, will be on. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kwame. It's great to be here. Uh, I know we talked at the, uh, we had a uh, bowling, Stars and Stripes, I think it was. And uh, we talked, and I like, I just, I love your energy. And I, I'm glad you were able to come on the show and and explain what you do exactly. Uh, I know you was in the business of uh, construction in Wells for 20 years. Was it 20 years? Yeah, I was. I actually started out as a uh, receptionist and uh, ended up working my way up to owning and running a $20 million commercial company, uh, commercial construction company, and I did it all on a high school diploma. Uh, and I did it by using the methods that I now teach my athletes of uh, knowing and understanding the mind, the brain, the heart, the uh, behavior patterns and such, applied it to, I became my own guinea pig. I applied it to myself first and built systems and then now teach it to others. Oh, well, that's good there. See, you work that way. You work your way up from a high school diploma. Now you're living in a rich neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now you're in, the, you're in the uppity area, which I ain't mad at you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. We can break bread. That, no there it is. That's Deborah Debris, founder and CEO of a Clear Edge uh, Mental Discipline for Elite Athletes. And, and, and I'm glad you put elite athletes because everybody, they want to strive to be that person. But I know you take them to the next level as far as their mental state. Um, but uh, elite performance expert, coach, consultant, author, and speaker. Now, we were talking, Deborah, uh, Samaj, and I were talking about this guy, Mark Tyler. He's a running back. Right. For USC. Now, yeah. USC is already on probation. They already lost scholarships. Uh, they had some nonsense going on with the coach for leaving, leaving Tennessee uh, after just signing with them to go to USC, which probably was his dream job anyway. But may he makes some idiotic remarks that uh, someone asked him from TMZ, do they get paid more at USC than they do in the pros? He goes off in a rant, and I'm knowing, I know he's drunk at this time. Yes, we, we make more money. We break bread at the USC. Now, what, what would make an athlete like that, a starting running back for this USC team, who's trying to rebuild their image, what would make him say something silly like that? Well, typically what happens with people, um, we, we run totally off of emotions, uh, which is why when I talk about mental discipline, I, act, I add and the emotions, because neither one can be separated. So it sounds like he was having an emotional reaction to the question, um, what caused it, what triggered it in him, that none of us really know but him, but it sounds like a defensive move, that he's trying to puff himself up in some way because he's feeling inadequate in some way, um, and this is his way of uh, uh, being the power, being the alpha in the room or over the phone at the moment. Right. Well, you know, once they get in front of TMZ, everybody, you sit at home and you watch these TMZ 
attack people. Not, not not so much attack. You watch them put their microphone in that camera guy's face, right. and, and they just uh, and they just start talking crazy. And most of most times is actors and actresses, but. Since the Tiger Woods situation, it's been athletes. Uh, they've been uh, approaching as of late. Um, most time, they just want to be on TMZ and don't know what to say. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, even the athletes that have gone through, you know, the training to know, you know, get their branding and know exactly what they're supposed to say, when they're supposed to say it, how they're supposed to say it, so they look really good. Right. The problem with that is the minute somebody, as you mentioned, sticks a microphone in front of your face, now the emotions kick in. When the emotions kick in, we go right back to our uh, primitive state, which is survival. And whatever was kind of playing around in our mind starts to just jump up and jump out at people. And it's not going to be those pretty words that uh, we were taught and could say during practice. Let me ask you this. You think you can help a guy like him? You could help a guy like James Harrison who said what he said, the uh, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm not even sure that he's wrong. I'm not. I mean, the the gay slurs, yeah, definitely. You know, what's, what's the use of those? But... What he says about how he feels about someone else, I'm not sure he's wrong, but he is on the cover of a magazine with holding up two guns. Do you can you reach out and help to help guys like that, or do absolutely, absolutely? And it's it's really uh, for me one of the hardest parts is getting through the gatekeepers to get to the players in order to really help them at what they need most. Um, and it's you know I always start every player whether it's, um, you know, a VIP client or someone who's coming for uh, a shorter term, a month or so. Right. The first thing I start them out with is self-identity, uh, self-identity, because we cannot, you know, science has proven we cannot outperform our own self-identity. And I by like that, that, I mean it's those thoughts and feelings and emotions and what we think about ourselves when we're all alone and nobody else is around. And that's the type of stuff that under pressure comes out. Um, all those inadequacies that we feel, and we all have them. Self-worth is one of the biggest ones we all have. Um, but it's knowing how to build our own self-identity and then be able to call on it, I mean, in a heartbeat under those type of situations so we don't have to get all puffed up and, and yelling and screaming or making accusations. We can state our case in a very matter-of-fact manner that this is what I believe. I don't know what you believe, but this is what I believe, and it comes across a lot differently. I like that. Um, you got you got to come in the studio because uh, <laughs> I like I, I like that. Smart, you have anything? Yeah, um, um, Deborah, I wanted to know what motivated you to want to help these athletes to stay level headed at all times. I mean, I know you you use your own methods with your everyday life. What made you want to just help athletes and coaches? Well, I came out, and it's an excellent question, and thank you. And I came out of, uh, born and raised in Chicago, a uh, little town outside of Chicago. So, I mean, sports is in my blood, and competitiveness is in my blood. I mean, I've uh, traveled the world on my own, done, uh, you know, I've been in uh, great white shark diving and hill jumping and uh, on motorcycles and, uh, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Uh, raced 600 horsepower race car. I love that competitiveness, that competitive edge, and always looking to get to that next level. Wherever I am, it's not enough. It's what's next. I love where I am. I'm grateful for it. But what's that next level that I can get to? And when I look at athletes, and that's why I look at, you know, I work at, work with com highly competitive, highly committed athletes. Uh, as you mentioned, Kwame, it's not the whole hum, boy, I'd really like to get better. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I want you to do it, and I'm going to help you get there. And I, this to work with an athlete who has that 
drive and desire within them that where I am, I'm thankful for it, and what else can I do um, just charges me up to no end. Yeah, I, I like that because I, I don't like all the talking. I don't yeah. like all the talking and then saying what you're going to do. Well, that's the easy part of it. Now, if you're ready to put in the work, now let's let's make your uh, words match your actions. Absolutely. And, and guys, uh, if anybody know me, I I look at them crazy and then see what they're going to do after that. I, I really don't care what you say. It's more about what you're going to do after yeah, that. Show me. Yeah. So, but you got 15 plus years of speaking. Um, and, and it's just the elite athletes, or because there are some college guys. In, in college, you may have. As opposed to pro, you may have five superior athletes, but in pro, pretty much ten to eight to ten of those guys are excellent. I mean, they Correct. across the board, they are they are about their business. They're trying to get it done. Um, do, do you go into college atmospheres and speak? Yes, in fact, um, speak yes, and also work with college players. I worked with a number of college players uh, who were going into the combine in their pro day. Uh, never met them because majority of my work is done over phone or if somebody's overseas, I work over Skype. Um, and because of the type of work I could do, um, I could help them understand themselves better, teach them a couple techniques. For example, um, I had one gentleman that I worked with. He was uh, a wide receiver. He needed to be fast going into his pro day, and his concern was doing the 40. And his agent, as well as uh, the player, had told me he needed to bring his 40 in at a 4.4 or better for the scouts to really take a serious look at him. That's true. Two phone calls, three different techniques that I taught him, 4.32. And you did this over the phone? I did that over the phone. How much it cost to uh, sit down with you? Forty thousand dollars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you. That's how you get in. Des- de- hey, that's how she get in Desert Ridge. <laughs> okay. What happens is because everything is what I teach them is about how their mind works. Very simplified terms. Um, I teach them routines, which, again, you look at any athlete, whatever the sport is, um, they've been told what to do, when to do it, how to do it all their life. Mm -hmm. So the brain works in the same way. Our brain, our mind simply wants to know, what do you want me to do? (laughs) As long as we tell it what we want it to do, it will work with us to get those type of results. And when we bring the emotion in, the emotion is the glue that sets Mm -hmm. it into our memory so we can do it over and over and over again and really have that trust factor in what we're doing and the commitment so we don't second-guess, you know, a player doesn't second-guess themselves. I might have needed you in college then because I, um, right. I didn't. I need her now. You know what I did? I, I did an acupuncture, and I thought I was running fast. I needed you in college. Well, and I believe in all the other um, arts and stuff, arts and um, techniques and stuff as well. Um, and this is because... How can I say it? So, so many times, uh, you know, I've, never, I've not yet found a book for dummies on how to use your mind and emotions to benefit you in high performance, which is why I created it for myself first and uh-huh. then teach others. Um, I call it taming and training the beast. You know, the beast right. stands for the beliefs, the emotions, the five A's, which is a technique of being coming aware of what you want and what's getting in the way. The second A is applying one of the techniques. So whatever is in the way, we get it out of the way fast. You act, and then we adjust. We go to an observer standpoint and say what went right and what went wrong about what just happened, and then we anchor in doing it the right way. 
So for an example, in fact, I sent an email to um, Michael Vick's, um, I don't know if it was an agent, lawyer, or somebody. Uh, I read in a newspaper article where uh, Mike Vick was, he was getting some of the players together and practicing. And it was like mm-hmm. cool for him, taking a leadership role and practicing. But he made one comment in there about watching his game films from the prior years and seeing all the errors that he made because he's looking to perfect, as any good athlete would. Right. And I wrote an email, what, dude, you know, you're doing just the opposite of what you should be doing when it comes to viewing the game films. Yes, watch them, but watch them from an observatory level so you can see it without emotion. And then ask specific questions, what specifically and exactly can I do to do that play the right way next time? And then we do the imagination, imagine with emotion, to lock that in, that he's doing it right, he's doing it right, he's doing it right in his mind. And our mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. The brain lights up in the exact same way, sends chemicals through the body that tell the muscles this is the exact way to do it, which means the next time he gets ready to make that play, then the new way, the the perfect way of doing it is what's going to come up instead of the memory of what he did wrong. That is for any player. Yeah, that Instead is, of him thinking critically about what he did, he, he should think positive about how he can make it better. Well, let's answer that on the other side of this break. We're going to take a break. I should have been taking notes. <laughs> I should have been taking notes. recording, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to tell Monk give me this one. We'll be back in about two minutes. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. Two point eight seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we 
We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. You are on with myself, obviously, and Samaj Kadir out in L.A. But more, just as importantly, we have Deborah Debris up here. You want some free tips? Go to Clear Edge Mental Conditioning Tips. Receive a step-by-step process for a quick and easy mental conditioning routine. You can act now and gain a complete edge over your competitors. Sign up today. Go to our website, www.clearedge.com. Uh, it's if I'm saying anything wrong, Deborah, just jump in. And it is. It's uh, it's uh, the website is your clear edge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. R C L E A R E D G E dot com. Deborah, yeah, go check it out. Next time, text me that. Now I say it. You, uh, <laughs> de- let me. Let me. <laughs> you said it exactly right for what you said. There was one word we could have upgraded. In okay, it. It the your perfect. YourClearEdge.com. You got it. But I, I checked out the website quite a few times, and you have everything up here that that an athlete would need. You have everything up here to make them to get them successful. That's why I really did ask you for it. I was being funny at the same time, serious. What what does it cost to get you in front of an athlete, or just for the counseling session alone, just to get their mental state, uh, lead performance back back in shape? Well, my. And- preference is to work with an athlete at a minimum of three months right? because we, we really requires not only just teaching them some of the tools that they can use but setting that new pattern. Um, I prefer to pa- talk to them over the phone about the actual pricing only because I customize. I understand. So I'm going to customize based on what they need. Once an athlete, let's say an athlete comes to me and we work together for three months and it's an hour a week on the phone. You know, if they happen to be in town, I meet with them in person and stuff. I've even been out on the field with, uh, uh, I've been working with Coach Zahner, who's a 13-year NFL specialist, working with some of his uh, kickers, punters, and snappers. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they're in town, I can go out on the field with them as well. But majority of my work is over the phone. Uh, but what I do is I customize a package so they can not only learn, I hold them accountable to themselves to get done what they say they wanted to get done. Um, and we can work real time in the moment for whatever's coming up for them on the field or off the field because what happens off the field ends up on the field anyway. Once they're done with the three months, then we go back and we can negotiate based on their needs. Do they want another three months or six months of hour-long sessions, or we can drop it back to what I call um, like 30-minute check-in calls because now they get the language, they've got the pattern. Now it's just, just I some just refocus, need a pep talk. Just do some refocusing for 30 minutes. Right, and part of what I do as well, even on the first three months or six months, if they choose to go with the six-month package, is I, I also include... Include which they're considered VIP clients is what um, check-in calls, which okay. means they're calls that last no more than 15 minutes. But let's say uh, when I was talking to one of the Dallas Cowboys, when he had two two main questions. One, can we talk about stuff that's off the field? And I said absolutely. Uh, and two was, can I call you on game day? And I said, you bet. Uh, you know, I'm I'm yours to a certain extent, within reason, but to call and give that, okay, let's talk about what's happening today, let's get you focused, confident, trusting, go do it. Um, Or, let's say a player is on the bus going back to the hotel, to or in the car going home, or to the airport, and maybe the game went really well and we want to lock all that in, we can do that. Or maybe they um, had a play that's just eating them up, Let's let's shift that right now and reframe it and refocus it so you can get your energy back on what you need to have your energy on, which is being 
um, an elite player. And I think those were two important questions that he asked because a lot of athletes get on the field. They can do what they have to do. But for him to say, can I call you before the game, that's like that 15, 30-minute uh, refocusing session. Absolutely. And, and then off the field. Because a lot of athletes can't transcend from game time to get right. to they get home, and then they don't know how to act when they get home. They still got that that uh, aggressiveness and that edge sure. on them. So, um, or they and what happens? And I apologize for interrupting you, but that's kind of what I do. Um, <laughs> a player will either uh, um, lash out or lash in. So their relationships, whether it's with a team member back in the locker room, a coach, uh, the media, or loved ones. They could lash out, or they can go very inward and start lashing in at themselves and close themselves off. And either way, it certainly doesn't help any type of relationship, including the one that they have with themselves. Right. And I think after the game was more important, especially when you got that elite athlete. He's, he's pretty much probably going to have an interview after the game, good or bad. So after the game is when they really need to calm down, when they really need to get in front of the cameras and say something. I know... Uh, shoot, I know one time I've uh, when I was playing with the Cardinals, I I went off on them. I went off mm-hmm. on the last game. And I'm like, this is my last game. I'll never play another down in Sun Devil Stadium. And I'm like, you know what? That was that was never me. <laughs> I was never that guy. I could have just said it was fun playing here. Um, we we'll see what happened in free agency. But well, and that goes back to that that primal survival feeling that we all have to, and we're we're wired for it. Let me tell you what uh why. Let me tell you how it built up, Deborah. It built up like this. I mean, I've I've, I've always done on the field uh, with the team. I've always done the right thing. But then when you see guys getting DUIs, they getting spousal abuse, and and getting in trouble. And then they come back and they get a contract. But when you got guys on the team that's always done the right thing, and when their contract is up. It's, it's what you need to negotiate. You don't need to negotiate anything, uh, especially when the guy's doing the right thing and helping teams win. They were bringing guys in, telling me, train this guy. I was going to do that anyway. You don't have to tell me, help a guy learn a defense. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. I'm trying to win games. If I go down, he has to come in, and we don't lose a step. So, okay, so well, here's what I want to call your attention to right now. Listen to the speed of your voice and how your tone has changed right now. You got that right, because I'm uh, <laughs> eating at you and everybody else has moved on except you so this is a perfect example thank you for the example Uh, it's a perfect example is how I work with a player <laughs> what would you say? Uh, I, you know what? I have. You know what? Let's let's bring. I want you to finish that because I, seriously, I want you to finish that. No, I want to. I want to bring uh, Kenya Simone on. Kenya Simone's from your neighborhood. She's from Chicago. It's not like it's sports out there, but the Bears out there. But but yeah. but, but finish talking oh, about well, me. We got the Bears, the Sox, and even the Cubs. Even the Cubs like that. Kenya, Kenya, you on with Samaj and Deborah? Deborah about hey, to read me. She about to tell me about myself. Let's let's hear this. Well, and I'm not about to ream you because here's one thing that I um, I create a very safe atmosphere, a very firm atmosphere, but a safe atmosphere for my athletes. They can tell me anything and know that there is never any judgment whatsoever in what we discuss, and it's totally confident, meaning team doesn't know it, coaches don't know it. If it's a young player that's, say, a high school player that's 18 or under, their parents don't even know what we talk about. They send confidentiality because that's, I need them to know that they can trust me and their thoughts and their feelings so we can really get down uh, to the nitty-gritty and get them back to where they need to be to play at their competitive best. So we've covered that. 
I'm gonna have to back to you. You know what? I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here listening to you, Anna, and my voice did change. But go ahead. It did. Okay, and that's that's one of the clues. So that goes back to another thing. Whenever I work over the phone, I can even do body language over the phone because my mm-hmm. guess is you've got some energy moving right now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had some what coffee. What is that doing you? I had so some coffee. At what point are you willing to let that go? And what else is more important for you to focus on right now rather than the past? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why. Um, if, if, if I'm still holding on to that, it's not for me because I see them do it to a lot of athletes. I'm see, I see them do it to guys that come in the league, guys who's been in the league five years, and you bring a guy who's never played it down. I see them doing that. So if I'm holding on to it, I honestly believe it's not for me. Maybe we got to sit down and get a couple of sessions in. <laughs> We can do that. And I would look at, so knowing that this is happening from the player's perspective, because then we can go over and look at the owner's perspective, which looks at you guys as commodities. Right. I look at you guys as being your human first, mm-hmm. uh, above all else, um, is what can you do with your knowledge, your energy, your capabilities, your network to make a change? I gotta digest this. Y'all got any questions for her? Let me digest what she's saying. I, just, <laughs> I do, actually, I do. Um, Deborah, this is Samaj. <laughs> yeah. Um, now for, um, this is just for maybe, um, our, um, five listeners out there. <laughs> do you only, do you only work with, uh, professional athletes who are male or do you only work with professional athletes who are male and female? Elite. Oh, no, uh, male, female, professional, aspiring professional. Okay. My, my line is committed and, um, uh, competitive. Okay. Highly committed, highly competitive. It could be, uh, like I said, the young guys that were going into the combine and uh, pro days. It could be golfers looking to go into Q school. Uh, it could be any sport. If they've got a mind, a commitment, and a competitiveness, I'm happy to work with them. 888-346-9144. You want to call in and ask Deborah any question because she's giving me a free counseling session right now. www.yourclearedge.com. Can you, Simone, you have some? I do. I wanted to ask, how important do you think it might be if you started reaching the athletes at the high school level so that maybe some of this nonsense and, and their attitudes can be mentored early? You know, like if you hone in on it early before college and before they get to the professional step, then maybe they'll be all around better people. Yeah, I would love to do that. Even some of the camps and things to bring me in and do um, uh, some uh, a clinic. Oh, I like that. I can. You know, so here's the thing that I uh, I just put a proposal together for a golf course on working with some of their players um, that are working with their swing coaches, uh, some of their members that are working with their swing coaches, and I said, bring them to me first. Let me have 50 minutes with them. Send them yeah. out to the swing coach for 30 minutes so they can practice what they just learned. I'll go out there and walk and talk with them and answer questions. I want them back so I can go to the next because I do layered learning so they okay. could learn it, apply it, adjust it, ask questions, come back to me, let's learn some more because I want them to experience it because that's when they really remember it and then go up back out and do it again. Yeah, and, and they can make that personal connection to it. I love that. My son is 16 and he is a baseball player here in Chicago and mm. a lot of schools are recruiting him and I'm I'm really just trying to make him make sure he's as grounded as he can be and then the Christian values that we have from home. Yes. I really just think it's important that they are, you know, just all overall good guys. Absolutely. And that's here's what's interesting about the emotions too. Um, and I'm bringing this up for a reason is that 
So many times. I mean, I came out of, again, 25 years in construction. In most rooms, I was the only woman in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to that room by throwing my fist on the desk and whining and crying and doing whatever. I did it by earning respect because of knowing and growing. Um, emotions, I heard over and over again, well, emotions make you weak. We can't have an emotion, you know, emotions around here and stuff when I started to teach my upper management team. And I said, well, that sounded a little emotional to me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, do you realize that every decision you make is based on your emotional feelings about it and you're not even aware of about 98% of them? Wow. And the emotions, when I've been asked in the past, do emotions make you weak? And I said, absolutely. And they make you strong. It depends on the emotion. Fear, frustration, anxiety, all those things scientifically proven, they mess with your mind so your mind becomes chaos, it becomes mush, which means now you can't even remember the play in the playbook. You're struggling to remember it, which means now you're mechanical, which means it slows down your progress. I don't care if you're trying to take off the line as a defensive player or if you're trying to catch a ball or throw a ball or kick a ball. You're slower because you're trying to think about it where your instinctual mind, which is where we want you, um, it moves a lot faster. So you can make those decisions a lot quicker um, and it starts to tense your body. So you think of any position when your body is tensed even the slightest bit, how it can throw off um, a quarterback and throwing, a kicker, somebody getting off the line faster in order to sack a quarterback or whatever the position to run to get, you know, the wide receivers, cornerbacks. Um, Let's take a break, Deborah. Yeah, I, I like that. It. I'm still... Um and you can, and you can finish it. I'm still uh, upset about the uh, how my voice changed because I'm thinking about it. And it, and it I'm trying to get more counseling. And, 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 and it did change. We're going to take a break. I, so I apologize, Monk, uh, but we'll be back in about two. Don't forget my sexy voice music. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel the opening kickoff is a beauty it's a fly ball deep right field that goes o'neill he's at the shot got it with 2.8 seconds left to left i don't care where they put him this one is out of here from high school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Kwame Lasker Sports Talk. We are we are live on Tuesday morning. It's nine forty-eight. We are back with uh, Deborah Debris, uh, Kenya Simone, and Samaj Kadir. Deborah, I was just texting. I just got a text, and I need to. Uh, somebody said I need help on my uh, appointment. Make an appointment with her on your personal level. Uh, do I need personal help? I don't know. If we're just, <laughs> I, I, you know what? Does. Everybody does. But I, I think well, I'm still working on myself after however many years I've been on this earth. Uh, because we're human. Yeah, it was actually. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, just because we're human. So we always have new stuff comes up, and whatever comes up, I've just learned because I keep this, um, you know, just like for my athletes, a personalized, customized, predetermined routines that I know work, then if something comes up for me, if I'm stressed or anxious or uh, I get angry or something comes up, I know I've got a, I've got a technique that I can go use immediately to take care of it. So uh, retired guys or guys uh, oh. getting out the league are those more of a, what are those a lot of guys that come to you after the fact after they retire and then because there is a transition as far as oh my God. when you played and when you're not playing for a while and and you still think like the Michael I call it the Michael Jordan syndrome. He thought he could still play when he went to the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but guys have retired, and do you counsel them? What, what areas were you counseling them on that yeah, they need? What I look at, and I worked with, uh, I taught when I was in Dallas at the um, Super Bowl, and I went to one of the P&E events and uh, met some of the guys and stuff there and worked with, I talked with a gentleman um, who's a retired football player out of the NFL who works with athletes out of all sports. What's his name? Anthony Simmons. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, anyway, he puts together events for uh, bringing athletes in that uh, they can come in and see a bunch of different franchises all at the same time, Re- near, retired or nearing retiring athletes uh, from a lot of different sports. And the, the conversation he and I had, I said, you know, I really love the fact that you're looking, you know, his heart is in this so big and he's looking to take care of these athletes and give them opportunities to see uh, you know, some possibilities all in one room. I said the problem that I, the only problem that I see with it is if they don't know who they are as a non-professional athlete, you know, they, again, we go back to that self-identity. Who am I if I'm not, you know, uh, whatever sport they are, whatever team they played with? That's a huge transition for them. And until they can visualize what their new life is like, and really feel it and love it and enjoy it in themselves first, how can they possibly choose what business to go into? I hear you. Samaj, Kenya, you got anything? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on that because I know two professional athletes that are from Chicago and they're back in Chicago. And just to go from, and I'm thinking like the, the aesthetics, like everybody knows their name. Yep. They were a household, you know, commodity. They were able to get velvet rope into every club, into every event. And then all of a sudden, nobody really knows who they are or cares who they are, and they just, it's on to the next one. Exactly. And that's got to be a huge blow to the ego. It absolutely mm-hmm. is. And what's interesting is it's a, it's a two-sided, um, I'll say a two-sided coin because I can't think of anything else that's really clever to say. Um, <laughs> on one end, on one end, you've got the the guys that are retiring, guys or gals that are retiring from the sport, who are going through a, uh, an identity crisis. And again, they've been told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and now it's like, well, there you go, have a good life. And 
they've been taken care of because a lot of these agencies have these concierge-type service. We'll take care of all of that, or the player development within the NFL and that. We'll take care of all that for you. You just focus on the game. And now they've got to take care of all that. Now, the other side of the coin is you've got rookies coming in who all of a sudden this is their dream, and they get into the NFL thinking, well, aren't I the coolest thing ever because I'm just so freaking talented and, you know, everybody's taking pictures and looking at me. And then they get in there and go, whoa, you mean I have to actually work for my position and <laughs> I don't right. know who I am and, you know, I'm trying to make some friends. And Let me ask you this. Uh, do the people around those athletes, uh, and by them I mean like, family members and close mm -hmm. friends, do they play a big part on how they change or what they do after football? Um, they can if the athlete allows it to happen. Each one of us is in charge of ourselves. And that's so, what you were saying earlier, like uh, the identification part of it? Yeah, to, to know who you are and, and to like yourself even when everybody else is gone. When you're sitting at home alone and everybody else is gone and you're sitting there with your own thoughts or feelings, do you know who you are and do you like yourself? Mm, I like that. Because once you know who you are and you like yourself, then you have a, uh, a yardstick to measure everything else up against. So if somebody says, well, you should be doing that and you should be doing this and come with me over here and let's go out to the bar and let's bring out the guns and let's do whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. And you go, hmm, wait a minute, let me check in. Well, I got a, I got a problem with I don't care what people say. I don't I can look at you in your face and never hear a word you say. I got a problem <laughs> with it. Problem. Hey, man, it's, it's a it's a curse and it's a gift at the same time because I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just don't care what you say unless you showing me what you gonna say, talk about. You don't did all the talking unless you showing me what you gonna do. I, I really don't care. Got it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a number two. Uh, uh, you know what? I think I... <laughs> my, my website address is www.yourclearedge.com. Just get a hold of me. I, I got that. And you want to talk to Deborah? We got about four, three and a half minutes left. It's 888-346-9144. Quamalize for Sports Talk. Samaj from L.A. And we got uh, Kenya Simone, WGCI in Chicago. Uh, you might want to call Kenya's show. She has a good show out there in Chicago. Uh, I think it's I a... Do. A weekend, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Perfect. A.m. to, what is what you say? 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. On iHeartRadio, anywhere in the country. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that, because it, it is, uh, I think I've always been that way. Um, I think that's what, I think that's one of my survival techniques, and it, it is a curse, too, at the same time, but I think well, I... Well, what, what happens when... When several different people say the same thing about you, everybody can't be wrong. Then they crazy. I just realized there's more crazy people in the world. <laughs> and session three. Here's what's interesting is that I, I had a, a sports psychologist. He was a sports psychologist for an NBA pro team. Actually, was one of my clients once. And he said, "This is really strange that I'm coming to you when I do this for all my players." And I said, but every good coach needs a coach because we're too close right. to our own stuff yeah. to see it. That is true. Yeah, so it was easier for me to see and hear the nuances in his tone of voice and, and the linguistics of his words and, um, you know, even the body language, even over the phone and stuff, to be able to mirror it back to him so then he could make the change. Because if I give you all the answers, then I own the answers. If I give you the questions so you can come up with the answers, now you own the answers, and then you get to live by those. 
You think like I think. I should I should uh, get into oh this. I, your, your clear edge. I should get into this right here. There you I, go. I, I, <laughs> Put another 30 years into studying the neurosciences and brain research and all that, and dude, dude you're in. I don't have 30 years left. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, you, you're pushing it right there. I tell you, there's a lot of things on the website that we did not uh, cover. You definitely have to come back on the show. Come I'd into the studio. To. The studio will be a lot Hey, you got it. Better. I'd love to. It'll be a lot better. And if I talk like Samad, it'll be more funner. It'd be more fun. I, like I used to say in my construction company, when we'd hire people, I said, the F word is allowed in our company, and the F word is fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we to gotta do that. We probably got about we got a minute. I know that's right. We got a minute um, to the end of the show. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Because we, we're going to put this on a... Um, Oh, actually, a fan page also. This was a good. I, I enjoyed today. The day was good, and, and we have fun on the show all the time. Good when uh, Kenya Simone call in. Uh, she always has some knowledgeable things to say most times. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it out right now. That minute we had, we don't have anymore. <laughs> but thanks for sharing. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we um we'll get the website out. We'll keep pushing that um. And until you and definitely you got to come back in. You check out the homepage www.yourclearedge.com. Deborah Deborah Debris, elite performance expert. We had a great time with that. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Check out the uh, fan page. Uh, Ken was supposed to call in, but I think he and his boss went to lunch. Uh, <laughs> I think it was lunch, or it could have been the Motel Six. I don't know where they go. Hey, <laughs> thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back next week, Tuesday. I will be in Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia tomorrow. You guys take care. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.